Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today we are going to an epic location that we actually went to this fall. It was an amazing experience and we are excited to finally share it with you. I am very excited about this episode. I know some people have been waiting on it to come out. It's been a long time coming. It's been a while since we've been, like Lisa said, but this is a truly epic location. It's super haunted. It definitely is. And to give you a, a taste of how epic it is, Ghost Hunters was there originally years ago, and they actually had a full-bodied apparition peek over the spiral staircase and got it on video. And to me, that is one of the best pieces of evidence ever caught. Totally agree. All right. So before we get too into it, we are going to share our experience. We did experience some stuff and we did catch some potential EVPs, but I wanted to give you a little taste of what our night sounded like in general. This is one of the EVP sessions that we had and here it is. Do you see a lot of people coming to visit that maybe shouldn't be here? That you kind of get annoyed by the fact that so many people come through here every day? Oh, there's footsteps over there. I kid you not. Don't turn I had to. I'm scared. I know. <laughs> hey, they'll be there. So that is Lindsay frightened hearing footsteps. It really defines our entire night because we heard stuff like that the whole time. This is your haunted holiday at the St. Augustine Lighthouse in St. Augustine, Florida. So Lindsay, we are finally talking about the St. Augustine Lighthouse today. And part of the reason I played that clip, not only because it's funny and I enjoy hearing you panic when you hear something, and I wanted the listeners to actually be able to hear what it sounds like in real time, because I know we talk about it a lot on the show, but you can actually hear like a couple taps right before you freak out. And it's unclear if it's footsteps or, or what it is, but I mean, it could have been. I'm telling you what, I heard footsteps. And, you know, whether it caught it on the recording or not, I'll have to go back and re-listen. But, you know, we, at this point, and we will get deep into our investigation here, but, you know, when, when that part of the audio was recording, we were all sitting kind of in a semi-circle in the main house, not in the actual lighthouse. And we had turned the lights off and we were just sitting in the pitch black trying to ask questions, trying to capture EVPs. And I heard in the next room, which was right there, wasn't like blocked by a wall or anything. There was footsteps. Absolutely. I heard it. I freaked out for a reason. I, I just didn't like the idea of a ghost rolling up on me when I couldn't see him. So I turned my light on. I can't imagine many people like the idea of a ghost rolling up on them, but I'm excited to see anything. But I will say, I mean, the whole time I was a little spooked. It's a haunted place. I mean, to me, I felt like this place, if there's anywhere we've been that's haunted, it's the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Definitely. So we are going to tell you about our experiences. First, we are going to get into the history, what people generally see, because we hope you all go there too. So we want to make sure you know that information. And then we're going to tell you about our experience and play some additional audio clips. And I'll be curious what you all think of some of the things we may have captured. Some of it I'm not so sure about. 
Some of it, I think, could be something that we actually did catch. So this place goes back so long, Lindsay. We know we've talked about St. Augustine in previous episodes, and it is, I think, the oldest colony in the United States or, you know, something inhabited. Oldest city. Yeah, oldest city in the United States. So there's a lot of history here. And in fact, we don't actually know how long ago the original lighthouse dates back. The first indicated sign of it was in 1589 when there was a map created by a cartographer that was published and it showed this essentially watchtower that was a wooden structure that was built by the Spanish when they built the Castillo de San Marcos because they were constantly under siege, Lindsay. If you know about St. Augustine, there was battles there with the British, with pirates constantly going back and forth. I mean, the whole city at one point was set ablaze, I think, by the British and and different sieges that Mm -hmm. were happening. So just to give you some history, there's a lot of death in the city of St. Augustine, generally speaking. Over the years, they continued to build on to this watchtower using different um, pieces of wood, shell, that kind of thing to make it taller because there was also a lot of shipwrecks because back in the day, even with a lighthouse, the light wasn't that great. And so ships would come in and they would wreck and people would die sometimes, like literally in these ships right at the foot of where this lighthouse is. Mm, I didn't even realize that. And this particular lighthouse, just to give you a bit of history here, is considered the earliest aid to navigation in the continental United States. Really? I mean, that is, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it really is the oldest city in the U.S. And so there's a lot of history there, but I didn't even realize that 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 was like basically the oldest lighthouse around. Yes, it is. Now, in 1859, there was a keeper there named Joseph Andrew, and he was actually painting the kind of top of the lighthouse area, and he fell to his death. And it wasn't just like he fell and hit the stone pavement, like fell, hit one thing, then another thing, then eventually hit the pavement at the bottom and died. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, it is really tall. Like this lighthouse... I'm sure there's taller ones out there, but... But keep in mind, this is the original, smaller version of the lighthouse. Oh, okay. Fair this enough. is before the newer one was constructed. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. But the reason I bring it up is, obviously, somebody fell to their death from a, a very tall building at the time. And the wife of this man named Marie, she actually became the keeper after him. And she was considered the first woman to serve in the Coast Guard in history because mm-hmm. she was the keeper of this lighthouse. And she was, of course, heartbroken by her husband's death and was known to go to the top of the lighthouse and look down kind of like forlornly at where her husband had fallen. And spoiler alert, I'm obviously bringing that up for a reason. Over time, the coastline began to erode and they knew that this lighthouse was 
definitely going to be falling into the sea at some point in the future. In fact, it actually did several decades later in 1880. But before that happened, they decided we really need to push this back a little bit, construct something new that's going to be taller and even better and have a better light for the ships that are coming in. And so they decided to do that in 1871, and they paid $100,000 from the U.S. government, constructed this, and it was completed in 1874, about 500 yards away from where the original lighthouse stood. That's that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about Marie, is her name, right? The, the old lightkeeper. She, he wouldn't have fallen right there where the current building is today. Correct. Yep, that is right. One of the first deaths that happened around this lighthouse, really tragic incident, was actually before it finished construction. It was during construction in 1872. There was a a man that was overseeing the construction there. His last name was Pity. And he had two daughters that liked to go play with the other construction workers' kids. And there happened to be this rail cart that they would use to transport, you know, the stone and the other things that they're using to build this lighthouse. And when they were on this rail cart, they would play like pirates and, you know, act like they're hiding treasure somewhere with this. Unfortunately, when they were kind of at a cliff's edge, the cart actually came off of the tracks and they fell into the ocean off of the cliff and were pinned underneath this cart. Several of the kids that were with them were rescued, but unfortunately his two daughters named Mary and Eliza were not. They actually drowned, pinned underneath this rail cart, as well as they say one other unnamed construction worker's daughter. Really tragic, really sad. Spoil alert, I think they are still there, folks. Definitely. The other person that they say died here that we know of is a keeper named William Harn. He actually died in the keeper's house of tuberculosis. And they say that there is another keeper. This is this is more rumor than anything. I wasn't able to confirm out anything here that was actually died by suicide via hanging in the basement of the keeper's house as well. So there's a lot of history here. There are keepers that spent decades living at this location, going up and down, up and down those long stairways every single day, families that were living in the keeper's house. So, I mean, there's a lot of potential here for haunting. Yeah, absolutely. Something to know, you know, if you haven't seen an episode like a Ghost Hunters episode or BuzzFeed Unsolved went, if you, if you haven't watched and you haven't actually seen it with your own eyes, know that there's several different buildings right there on the grounds. I mean, obviously the big one is the lighthouse, which is that tall structure. And then you've got the keeper's quarters, which is where they lived with their family. So there is a ton of history, even in the keeper's quarters, That's definitely haunted, too, along with potentially the woods around the buildings. Yes, because think about all the battles that took place there, right? Even if it's not a keeper that's haunting the place in the woods and the general surrounding area, there seems to be a lot of activity around there, too, that they say has popped up recently. (laughs) 
This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. Okay, so let's talk about some of the hauntings that you want to look for if you go to this lighthouse. One of the first things I mentioned, one of the keepers that died of tuberculosis, his favorite spot in the house was that parlor where you heard those footsteps, Lindsay, and we were kind of gathered in a circle listening for stuff. And, you know, tuberculosis impacts your lungs. You're basically coughing up blood and you hear coughing in that parlor room quite a bit. Um, You talked about BuzzFeed Unsolved. They actually caught a pretty decent cough, I think, on EVP as well. Unfortunately, we did not catch a cough, but we were certainly listening for it. The other thing that you wanna look for, also in the keeper's quarters, but it can also be in the lighthouse. Here's the thing with a lot of these stories. So Lindsay kind of pointed out, there's a couple different structures here that we're looking at. And most of these things could be experienced in either or. So this is one of those. And what you're gonna smell is cigar smoke. There was a keeper there named Peter Rasmussen. That was actually the longest serving keeper at the lighthouse. They say he was particularly cranky. He hated tourists but he really liked to smoke his cigar. And so you'll start out typically smelling cigar smoke, and then you may even see a man in a blue jacket and a kind of mariner hat is how it's been described, walking around in the basement area of the keeper's quarters, but he's seen in the lighthouse quite a bit too. The other place he is seen quite a bit, Lindsay, and you're probably going to remember this, when we were in the basement, the tour lady who was showing us around pointed out that there's a specific corner there that Mm -hmm. is considered kind of like, I guess, the creepy corner where they experience a lot of things. We honestly were going to get into what we did experience. We did not experience anything in the basement. We did spend a lot of time around that creepy corner with our K2 meters and that kind of thing. And we just didn't get anything there. And honestly, I didn't feel that creepy. I, I really didn't either. I mean, the basement's creepy because it's a basement and it's dark, darker down there than the other rooms. There's also a mannequin in like scuba gear down there that was a little creepy. You know, every time you turn around, you're like, whoa. Nope, not the ghost of a keeper here. Why do these places put creepy mannequins up? I mean, it's (laughs) scarier than the ghosts sometimes. It definitely had something to do with their display 
of like, it's like, it's basically a maritime museum. So it had something to do with their, their display. I'm not certain exactly, but yes, it was in scuba gear or at least snorkel gear. So yeah, caught me every time I turned around and saw it, but nothing in the creepy corner. And we, we did spend some time in the creepy corner. Yes, absolutely. So the other things that you want to look for, I mentioned Marie, the wife of the keeper who fell that became a keeper herself. Oddly enough, even though this happened at the original lighthouse, she is seen at the top of this lighthouse. And there has been some pictures taken of this, usually wearing a white dress with long hair, kind of by the top railing, looking over the edge, kind of down at where, you know, maybe in her head, her husband had fallen, even though he wouldn't have fallen there. It would have been about 500 yards away. See, that's interesting, you know, because you'd think if it was residual and she was looking, you know, certainly wouldn't be in the new location of the lighthouse. So that makes me think maybe another spirit. I mean, it's hard to nail down exactly who's haunting some of these places, right? It could be anybody that they're spotting up there, but probably a ghost of who, who knows, right? Like maybe Marie. Yeah. Really, really hard to say. I agree. I find that perplexing that this would be a residual spirit in a different location. The only thing I can think is maybe there is some sort of intelligence there and she kind of traveled over with the new lighthouse. Or think about it, it wasn't actually that long before. So she could have died because that death happened in 1859. The new lighthouse was finished construction in 1874. Maybe she died after the new construction and still had some sort of ties to it and would drive by it every day or, you know, whatever, even though she wasn't living there. She still could have had ties with it and associated it to her husband that passed away. I don't know. You never know. One of the biggest things here, we talked about Mary and Eliza that passed away in that tragic cart accident. They are all over the place. They're in the keeper's quarters. They're in the lighthouse itself. You're going to want to listen for kids playing, giggling. A lot of times they say they see kids kind of like playing hide and go seek. And that's what it sounds like. But at least they seem to be happy. That's the good news here. We're not hearing like sobbing children in corners right like they're they're together in the afterlife having fun yeah it it seems like a very like kind of more of a positive haunt definitely they've also uh heard footsteps that they think are maybe the children could be any of the spirits that are here but something interesting that was discovered at least one time was when the people working there came in the next day and they saw little children's footprints that were like dirty. So it was like dirt footprints on the floor. And they think maybe that was the little kids running around. Hmm, that's interesting. Who knows? You can also see the apparitions of these children. So people have looked in from the outside and have seen a little girl in a red dress looking out the window, kind of staring straight ahead. There was also a while ago a man who saw a little girl in a lacy dress that was just kind of staring at him and disappeared. So Mm. you just never know what you're going to see. There's a lot of apparitions, but... I'll tell you what, when we were there, there was so many noises. I mean, we heard footsteps numerous times, 
let's get into what we experienced. First off, I want to give a huge shout out to our friends who went with us. So it was me, Lindsay, our friend Megan, who you've probably heard her name on this show before because she's <laughs> gone to a few places with us, and Callie, our listener and new friend because she was such a great ghost hunter to go with because we were able to laugh, have fun, but also take it seriously enough that we're really paying attention for ghosts. And it was just a great blend of personalities. I agree. It was kind of the perfect ghost hunting group for St. Augustine. Callie was a joy and Megan is always fun to ghost hunt with. And Callie, if you're listening, which I'm hoping you are still, <laughs> you are invited anywhere we ghost hunt in Florida. We'll definitely give you a heads up. And hopefully we'll go to more places in the future where we can invite and meet more of our listeners because it really was fun. Yeah, it was it was a super exciting night just in general to be there. It was when we even just walked over there and saw the lighthouse, I like got the chills <laughs> because I was just like, oh my gosh, we're here. We're with good people. It, it was definitely, it was a night to remember. It was. So let's talk about some of the different things that we experienced there. We started out in the keeper's quarters. We investigated the basement for quite some time. We went upstairs and I will say upstairs, there was quite a bit of stuff that happened. Yeah. I, I would say it was the most active part. So the keeper's quarters in the main level. So first floor, really, that's where we had the most action for sure. Yes. And we did have a lot of action in the lighthouse though, too. So one of the first things we noticed, I mean, we were sitting quietly, like Lindsay said, lights off, listening for things. We did hear some taps, some footsteps that were pretty clear. But the biggest thing that happened in the keeper's quarters for us is we were looking down this hallway, still sitting in this circle, and suddenly this small light appeared. And what's weird about it, Lindsay, is I was just getting ready to say, man, it looks so dark down that hallway. Like it was dark, dark, right? Mm -hmm. Just getting ready to say that. And I was looking over and I see this small light appear and suddenly this light grew massive. But what was weird about it, it is the light was kind of circular is how I would describe it with the inner portions of it being extremely dark. It's hard to describe a dark light with the outside almost being like a blue. So it was like outlined with like a blue hue to it. Huh. You know, it's interesting because I was the only one in the, our group of four that did not see this light. Lisa saw it, Megan saw it, Callie saw it. I did not see it because my back was unfortunately in our semicircle. It's kind of turned in that direction, but I didn't see the orb itself, but I did actually catch the light. Like I saw the hallway kind of light up as you guys reacted. I turned to look and I caught the very end of the hallway kind of lighting up. So I couldn't tell you any details about it other than that. I, I missed it, unfortunately. And what's what was so cool about this? This was not just like a little orb of light. Like it started out like that. This was huge. I mean, you saw it light up out of the corner of your vision. And that's what's so strange about it. So we go out, we go to the tour guide people and we're like, could that have been a car? What could that have possibly been? And, you know, 
there was the place was closed. We were there after hours doing a private investigation. There was no cars going down that driveway. We never saw it again. We were looking for it thinking maybe somehow a car drove by and it just hit the light right and we sat there for a long time. I really thought that's going to happen again. Like yeah. that was so odd. But it was also like a perfect circle that was dark in the middle with blue outline. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. What do you think it was? I think it was a ghost trying to manifest itself. I don't, I mean, I really <laughs> think it was a supernatural thing. Callie made a really interesting point when we were talking about it later because she saw it too. And she thought maybe it was like a lantern, like somebody carrying a lantern through the house or something that we were seeing the residual energy of it was interesting to say the least yeah i don't know now that you say that i do actually remember her saying that and i remember us both kind of going oh yeah that could be you never know it's hard to say unfortunately we didn't capture it on camera you know honestly we're lucky we even captured some evps lisa and i as ghost hunters we don't you know we we, we don't have a ton of energy and time to put into reviewing hours and hours of footage and audio, but we felt like because we're on the St. Augustine Lighthouse, we really needed to make an attempt to capture some EVPs. So, so we'll definitely share what we have with you all with that. But yeah, unfortunately we didn't have a video, but you know, we don't have a ton of gear. We're, we're really amateur ghost hunters at the end of the day. We do our best. Yes. The other thing that was weird, and I don't know if this was paranormal or maybe, I don't know, it, it was weird. Me and Megan both saw this in the same room. There was this street light outside that was dim, but you could see a little bit of the light kind of coming in. It wasn't like dimming or, you know, going in and out or anything like that. It was a steady stream of light that was on kind of like a door jam area. Mm -hmm. And so what I was noticing was suddenly like that light would be blocked out and then it right. wouldn't again. And it almost looked like there was some sort of shadow that would go occasionally block out that light. And what's interesting about that is because it was dark in the room, it's hard to tell. The light itself wasn't that bright that was coming in from the street light. Think your eyes are playing tricks on you. But Megan was seeing the same thing consistently with me. You know, I would we mm -hmm. would both say, yep, I just saw it. Right. So it's good validation that you saw something what it is, we don't absolutely know for certain, of course, because it could have been uh, something that we can, you know, it could have been a tree branch or, you know, who knows, right? But unusual. We were, we were at the St. Augustine Lighthouse after all, right? Maybe a ghost. Who yes. knows? Hard to say. Now, in the lighthouse itself, we actually did experience quite a bit of stuff. Here was a lot of footsteps. I heard footsteps kind of on the gravel by the entryway that really couldn't be explained, but to me, they were clear as day footsteps. There was really no other explanation for it. Lindsay actually thought she might have seen a shadow a couple levels up in the lighthouse. For sure. I, I It's hard to say, like I just said about your situation where the something was blocking out that light. I, I don't have anything definitive to go back and review. Unfortunately, I don't have any evidence to say it was absolutely a ghost. It was dark in there. We had the lights off. You know, it's hard to say, but I really did feel like I saw a shadow and it was right around the time we were hearing footsteps. 
yes. um, up on those metal stairs, which we did go up to the very top of the lighthouse in the beginning before they shut the lights off. Uh, the tour guides took us up there so we could see the view. We took some pictures up there, which was great. But yeah, I mean, once they turned the lights off, we did go up a little bit, but we, we sounded like maybe there was somebody up there. It really did. Yeah, I remember there was pretty clear footsteps sounding like it was a couple rows above us in the lighthouse on that spiral staircase. And also, Lindsay, you thought you had heard the jingling of keys, almost like it was like on a light lightkeeper's belt. Well, that would make a whole lot of sense in the St. Augustine Lighthouse. You never know. Yep. The other thing that happened that for me was really significant because we were all standing there. It was towards the very end of the night. We were kind of towards the entryway of the lighthouse itself. And there was some metal, almost like keg looking things mm -hmm. in that area. We were all standing there and we heard knock, knock, clear as day on the metal right next to us. I don't know what explanation there would have been. We hadn't heard that all night, and it was definitely on that metal. For sure. I, I remember that very clearly, um, and we immediately ran in. It brought our K2 meters in, you know, and, and tried to investigate. Didn't come across anything um, that I remember. But, yeah, there was definitely noises in there. There was no one in there. We were there by ourselves. The tour guides are outside sitting on the steps of the keeper's quarters. So it certainly wasn't them. We we validated. Yes, it definitely was not them. But I, I wish I could describe how cool this experience was. We really did experience so many noises that I wish could be explained. But it's hard to describe when you hear footsteps and nobody is there and there is no explanation for it. I felt like we heard that so many times throughout the night, different taps, knocks, that light was something else. I have no idea what that was. I'm still yeah. just boggled by it, honestly. But let me show you some different audio recordings, Lindsay, that uh, we found when we were reviewing it. You know, normally we don't take a lot of audio recordings because we just simply don't have the time to go through them all. But we did take some, and we'll actually, I'm going to try to post this to the episode section of our website. I'm going to just post the full recording. If you guys want to listen to the full recordings and see if you catch anything, definitely let us know. Chime in with your comments. Um, we'd love to hear your take on these as well, because honestly, some of them I'm like, is that an EVP? I'm really not sure. It's hard to say. This first one, Lindsay, I'm, I'm again, I'm not really sure if this is an actual EVP or not, but what you're going to hear is you are going to hear Callie asking the spirits, you know, are they bothered by us being here? How do they feel about being here as ghosts? And then after you hear her say something about ghosts, you're going to hear something and it could be Callie whispering under her breath, but to me, listening to the entirety of the audio, it does sound a little bit different. So I wanted to play it for you. Get your take. I am not sure about this one. Is there anything you want to talk about or say other than just you in this house and being gone? A ghost. Did you have kids? Did you hear oh. that? It almost sounded I like did. a girl. 
I'm not really sure. Let me make that a little bit. Let me highlight that area for you. Huh. It could have been Megan. Gosh, it's so hard to tell, right? And especially when you amplify it, it makes me think maybe it was one of us kind of saying something, but it's not clear. Like it almost sounds like a ghoul or a girl or something. I don't know. It's definitely interesting and it, it could be an EVP. I'll play it one more time and then we'll go to the next one. Not sure on that one. That one's inconclusive for sure. It is. It almost does say, sound maybe like Megan's voice whispering, but I. it's so hard to tell with the context. I, okay. The next one I am going to play for you. This is in the lighthouse itself. And you'll notice that the noise is a little bit echoey in the lighthouse because it is kind of a big open structure that's very tall. So it's not, echoey is not the right word, but there's a lot of kind of like white noise almost um, in some of these. All right, in this clip, Lindsay, you are gonna, and this is one Callie actually spotted for us when she was listening to her own audio, but you had it recorded as well. Uh, you're going to hear our friend Megan asking the ghost if they would like to smoke their cigar. And then what you're listening for is a yes in the background. It's right in there. Yeah, it sounds like really low it's really low so honestly Callie finding that is a great catch uh, but it's right in there Lisa if you want to amplify that little section do you want to smoke your cigar so I don't know I personally have a hard time hearing this one Lindsay but yeah. You, Megan, Callie, all hear it. I do think I hear a very light, yeah, there at the very end. So it's as soon as she says, we don't mind, uh, right after she ends her mind, you hear a, yeah. But it's really low. It could be anything because it is so low. Now, I think it's a great catch because it could be something. It's really hard to tell, though, with all the echo in that tower could have been a lot of different things but it does kind of give me the chills thinking that she might have gotten a response right which is the goal with evps right you ask a question and hope for some sort of response in your recording now i'm going to play you two more clips Lindsay, and these ones were kind of interesting so when we recorded this section of the audio we were actually in the lighthouse you had sat the recorder down in another kind of main area of the lighthouse and we had walked away. So you're gonna hear us talking dimly from far away at the other section of the lighthouse. But what I want you to listen for is a breath to me that sounds like it is pretty close to the microphone, which would be weird because none of us were next to this. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And it doesn't just happen that time. It happens another time. Very strange. Let me play the second one for you, which really only happens about 10 seconds later. Huh. That's so weird because it is the two very similar noises. Very strange. I don't know what that is. It is strange. Let me amplify that last one for you. To me, it sounds like breathing and they're so close together. It seems strange. Definitely. I can see, so our listeners obviously can't see this, but Lisa has the audio clips pulled up and she's kind of got both of them marked where I can visually see how far apart they are. Yeah. I mean, they happen right after the next. So very interesting. Maybe there was something in that room hanging out with my recorder, really my phone. Maybe. So that is what we experienced at the lighthouse. I will, again, I will try to get these posted to our website under the episode section. If you have any interest to listen to the entire recordings, most of the time, Lindsay's going to be freaked out and scared, and we're probably saying annoying things. I have no idea. They're not that long. They're about 15 minutes each, but feel free to let us know if you do run across anything in those. Okay, so if you want to go to the lighthouse, it's actually very reasonable most of the time, unless you're doing a private tour, which we did. But the only reason we did that is because the nighttime ghost tour was not available during our time in St. Augustine. And so we really had no other way to be able to investigate. We weren't sure when the next time we were going to be in St. Augustine was. And so we did the only ghost tour we had available, which was the private tour. So it was worth it. We had to do it. It was an epic location, but honestly, I'm not spending that much money on another tour in the future, probably. (laughs) It was a one-off for us, for sure. We don't typically do that. But like Lisa said, they only do the nighttime tours on certain days of the week. We had a very short stay in St. Augustine. um, And so unfortunately, we just were not able to book the evening tour, the regular the regular version. So we had to book a private tour, which is pricey. It's only two hours long. It was worth it. It because was worth it. The experience. I mean, it was great, but definitely outside of what yes. I normally would like to spend. So if you're interested in a private tour, maybe you have more people than us and it may be worth it for you. There is information on the Lighthouse's website where you can email somebody directly and they will send you that tour information. Lindsay, remind me, I'm pretty sure we paid like $500 for the private late night tour. Exactly. Yep. You pay $500, you get two full hours and a a private tour, um, and they'll let you do whatever you really want. You can turn the lights off, keep them on, they'll accommodate. Yep. Which was nice because we weren't having to deal with other people asking questions during a short period of time. We got to go to the top of the lighthouse, which honestly, for a lot of these tours, that does not include. 
So it was worth it in a lot of respects. However, I do think it is a really pricey private tour for a short period of time. But that being said, it is the St. Augustine Lighthouse, which is every ghost hunter on TV has been here. It's just one of those locations where they can charge the price. Now, if you want to go there normally, which is what I wish we could have done, although I wouldn't take back this experience for anything, it's actually extremely reasonable. So if you just want to go during the day and visit the museum, check out the lighthouse, and you want general admission tickets, it's only about $15 for adults, and it's even less for children and seniors. There is also a one-hour Keeper's House tour that is $19.95, and that is going to focus on the history, you know, what life was like back then as well. There's also what they call the Lighthouse Ghost Tales Tour. It is one hour long. You do not get to climb up to the top of the lighthouse. However, they do take you into the keeper's house and to the bottom kind of base area of the lighthouse. And they're going to tell you all the different ghost stories around this. That is only $17.95. That's a great deal. I mean, think about if we had paid that and not $500. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, like you said, it was worth it. It was awesome. It was amazing. Spend time there. Yes. And the other tour that they have related to ghosts is what they call Dark of the Moon Ghost Tour, which is two hours long and it's at night and they will give you a tour. It is a group event. So there's a lot of people that are going to be in this and it's pretty limited in terms of how often they do it, at least when we were there. And I wonder if part of that was COVID related. I did see a lot more available on the calendar today had this been available this is probably what we would have done and Lindsay, you're gonna like kick yourself when you hear this price 25 dollars. <laughs> but you know what i think you can have up to i want to say it was up to 10 people for the private tour think about it, if you split that cost you're looking at 50 dollars a person if you had 10 people there that becomes pretty reasonable um, to have two full hours by yourself to have the run of the place, right? That's better than if you have the folks and you split the cost. It That would be more worth it. Oh, definitely. Because think about it. There's going to be a lot of people here. These are old creaky floors. You know, we're able to really control what was happening. There was four of us. So we were able to sit there in a circle, be quiet. We know nobody's moving, making noises. So when we hear something, we can attribute it to something. Whereas if you're there in this big group tour, you know, it could have been anything, especially in that lighthouse. You're looking for shadows. You're listening for footsteps going up and down those stairs. Now you got a group of 20 random people hanging out. Like, you're not going to be able to decipher anything. I'm sure it would still be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it is not the same thing as a private tour, for sure. And the last tour that they have, not ghost-related, more romance, I gather from this, is what they call Sunset Moonrise tour and this is actually at the top so you're gonna climb those stairs which I will say was actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be I mean it was tough I was sweating I was out of breath but wasn't that bad but anyway this tour includes a champagne toast 
hors d'oeuvres and costs $35. Oh, how, how nice. Go up to the haunted lighthouse. You know, a lot of people might not even be considering how haunted it is when they go do that kind of you thing. You know, if you're inviting your significant other to the top of this lighthouse for a champagne toast and hors d'oeuvres, I doubt they're considering the ghosts that are likely peeking around the corners. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Most people are not us, Lindsay. All right. Well, I have to say, I really enjoyed my time at the lighthouse. It was worth it. It was a great time. You know, Lisa and I do a haunted podcast. So of course, we are going to splurge a little bit more than maybe our average listener, but definitely go get one of those tours. If you're in St. Augustine, this is a must stop, whether it be during the day, at night, ghosts come out during the day, believe it or not, go do the tour. It was such a pleasure meeting Callie. She was a great ghost hunting companion. We had such a good time there with her and Megan. And yeah, if if you're in town, definitely check that place out. I want to thank everyone for listening. We do have a brand new review from Canada, actually, that I wanted to read. Short but sweet says scary and entertaining. I just started listening to this podcast. Informative, scary, yet the twins have a natural sense of humor that I truly enjoy. Love it. Thank you so much for leaving that for us. That makes a huge difference in getting folks engaged and in listening to the podcast and, and getting it out for more people to see. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.